Welcome, 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 one and all. It is Saturday, June 5th, and you know what that means. It is time for the High Risk Wrestling Podcast. I am your host. I am I'm the tribal chief. I'm the head of the table. Jeremy Pierce, welcome, y'all. What's up? So, we got a, a, a nice show for you today. Um, the mood might feel a little off just because... Once I get to some major news and then I get to Monday Night Raw, you're going to see a change in my demeanor. Last week, we had uh, we had the AEW Double or Nothing preview show. And then Sunday was AEW Double or Nothing. I had the What Just Happened podcast to go over the show. Check it out. But today's show, we're going to be looking at the worst Hell in a Cell matches, according to Sportster.com. Um... Hell in a Cell was moved to this month. Uh, it's usually an October pay-per-view, but it's been moved here. I think partly has to do with blood and guts, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, we're going to be looking at the looking at the event. It's kind of a Hell in a Cell month. Uh, I actually have the schedule down for June, which is good. But for now, you know what's next, so just go on and hit my music. So, first up, as I remember I told you last week on the go-home show of uh, for Double or Nothing, Dynamite last Friday, Willie Urbina mocked Hikaru Shida. He, is one of, he's one of, he was one of the Spanish uh, announcers for the show, and what by was, I mean he was let go. Tony Khan fired him, as well as he should. It's not a surprise, and Tony Khan has stated that there's no excuse for the racist mockery. That's that's not happening. That's not going to be popping off. Um, yeah. Good. We ain't got to even dwell on that. WrestleMania 38 may become a two-night show, and I'm just letting you know right now, WrestleMania should be a two-night show. So the second year in a row was a two night show and the fans loved it. It's it's a hit, man. Like you can't you can't have people sit in the in an arena for 10, 12 hours to watch wrestling. It's just the wrestlers themselves and the staff themselves have been very vocal about how much they prefer the two night event. It's good. It works. Eight matches on the main show, maybe one or two on the pre-show. Do it, man. Do it. Uh, fans, and I love fans sometimes. I love I love these guys. Uh, they got We Want Mia Yim to trend on, tw- on Twitter, on our social media. Because We Want Mia Yim, she's one of the best female wrestlers on your roster, and she has not been used. She hasn't wrestled a match at all this year. Remember, she started out in Retribution. She has not wrestled at all this year. She is completely, perfectly healthy. Come on. Come on. And you're going to see why I want me. You're going to see another reason why we all want me to be wrestling shortly. Um, All Out has a date and location. All Out will be once again back in Chicago. And the date will be September 
5th. Uh, as of note, Tony Khan did say that there will be a women's casino battle royale match. So that is very, very, very good news. Um, Chicago is very important to AEW. That's where they held their per- first pay-per-view. It's kind of like one of their homes, home, homes away from home. So, all out should be a good show. We got an update on the Miz's knee injury. As you know, he um, tore his ACL, but it's not a full tear. It's actually a partial tear, which means uh, he could be back. Uh, he could be back, not by SummerSlam, but he could be back before the end of the year instead of next year. Um, this is good news. Mind you, the Miz has never been hurt, but um, he's been able to soldier through, and he he was on TV this week. So remember last week I told you we all knew they to be fired a lot of executives. Well, they hired some new ones, and one of them being Jamie Horowitz, and this guy is a true scumbag. Um, he's kind of the guy that had a big hand in Skip Bayless's career, but he was also fired from Fox Sports 1 for misconduct in a workplace. And by misconduct, I mean, we know why most executives are getting fired now for misconduct in a work, workplace. This is not a good look for the WWE. Um, the women in the company are not happy about this. And they're not allowed to speak out because Vince McMahon is trash. Vince McMahon is a, is a piece of crap human being. And it sucks. Um, yeah. So there's a rumor going around that the WWE may be up for sale. And that's because of these all of these recent releases. Um, it's tough. Like when you want to sell a company, what you do is you you shed weight to make the profits look bigger, and that's exactly what they did. We've been doing. We, we'll keep our ears and nose to the ground for this one, because um, the, the WWE going up for sale would be major, major, major news. What else we got? Um, awesome Kong and Shanna are no longer part of the uh, AEW. Kong uh, was injured early in her run with AEW, and then she had to leave to film the final season of Glow. That didn't last as it was canceled after two episodes because of the pandemic. But she's no longer with the company. We really we didn't get our Asia Kong versus Awesome Kong match. Um, but I could see her potentially coming back, uh, just especially as a coach. As for Shanna, one of my favorites, is apparently she's been mistreating some of the extras uh i don't and this goes back as far as april i'm not really excited to hear about this because i was a huge huge shanna f- uh, fan and her contract was not renewed and that sucks um what else we got what else we got brock lesnar is once again part of the active main roster because of the raw superstar page you will see that he's been added there and they've been hinting at this for a while as Kofi Lashley and Drew made mention of Brock about a week or two ago so expecting I'm expecting Brock versus um Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam this is why Bobby Lashley came back to the company he wanted to face Brock Lesnar and this is what we're here for 
we got some news on what the NXT Diamond Mine may be, and it looks like instead of being a show, it may kind of be be a be an MA type thing. Um, kind of maybe like Raw Underground, but if NXT does it, it'll it'll, it'll be better. Um, uh, there were athletes seen in the commercial, and they were all using Fusion XL bags. Um, that is a brand that teaches MMA, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Muay Thai, and other other things. And uh, here are some of the fighters sponsored by Fusion X. Um, we got Ronaldo Suiza, Mike Perry, Alex Nicholson, Phil Rowe, Sonder, uh, Ben Saunders. It's a long, long list. So. This could be a good thing. We, we we shall see. Raw did horribly in the ratings, and I'm all for this. You know I'm all for this? Because the show was bad. The show was bad. Raw did a 1.4 million viewers. That's atrocious. Keep it going. Raw fucking sucks. Shaw Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero's daughter, was told that she could not use... The Guerrero last name because if she sucked, they didn't want to. They didn't want her tarnishing the family's legacy. Of course, WWE would say something like that. So Shaw went by the name Raquel Diaz, and um, that's just fucking stupid. She's Eddie's daughter. The legacy can't be tarnished. She's Eddie's, and y'all know Eddie's my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, I wish I could just start punching everybody in the dirty beat. Just punch them in the face. <sighs> Impact Wrestling has announced that fans will be attending Slammiversary, which is July 17th. Tickets have gone on sale. And oh, look at, would you look at that? The tickets are sold out. The show sold out in 20 minutes. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. And Impact needs fans so, 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 so badly. Um, they've been putting on just a quality, good show, and I need I need them to have fans in the arena. Vice, as you know, does does the dark side of the ring, and they are giving us a China documentary, and I am all for this. China is one of the greats, as you know, she's no longer with us, and she needed she needs her story to be told. The highs the lows and I just want it I just need China some China love in our lives now we have more releases this week there were six people released um, Braun Strowman Lana Alistair Black Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy Santana Garrett Shocking, right? So Braun's the first big shocking one. Um, they were heavily invested in him. He was a main event guy. He had re-signed, re-signed in 2019 to with a f- new four-year deal, and now he's gone. Lana, um, I think it was kind of written on the raw. She got, she kind of got her revenge against Nia Jax, but. It w- it's hard for her to be working here while her husband's in another company doing big things. Same goes for Alistair Black. His wife, Zelina Vega, stood up to the company. She was fired. And now he's gone. Mind you, he just 
debuted two weeks ago with with costing Biggie his championship match, and now he's gone. Um, Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy, they're less surprising. I feel like both of them wanted to be gone. Buddy Murphy, just another wasted talent, and that's not his fault. Ruby, oh look, we 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 have we don't have another tag team on the main roster now. So Liv's going solo, and Santana, we're pretty surprised that. She was released because she survived the April and May cuts. Um, yeah, and she's supposed to be debuted multiple times. Same thing, same could have been was said for Vanessa Bourne. So, um, these are big, big names, and the internal reaction to these releases are they're unpopular. Buddy Murphy was praised for his work ethic. Nobody, they never had anything for him. Same thing with Ruby Riot. She was loved backstage, and she was a great hand for the women's division. And you know why they say they were released? Budget cuts, and this ties back into the company possibly going up for sale. Uh, this is not great. So Renee Paquette, um, just roasted this company roasted him, her former employer she said what a horrible mismanagement of some really talented people and it sucks and she's right also these people that were released are very very talented very talented it should have been used um booker t his dumbass he's been saying a lot of dumb shit recently and it's getting on my last nerves he's blaming alistair black for not being unique enough Okay, so the dude with the Muay Thai and karate background, the tattoos, the look, the gimmick, is not unique enough. What? Booker T sounds like a damn fool. He's that's what he sounds like. He's start Booker T's really starting to annoy me. Um, CM Punk summed it up perfectly. He tweeted, "It's like a movie with a blockbuster budget and cast, but if it was written by a creatively bankrupt nincompoop." Specifically for an audience of one in a language nobody understands anymore, it's trash. But people will watch it because they like movies, and he's right. Everything is done at the behest of Vince McMahon for his joy, so he can get his jollies off. And he's actively, actively ruining his company. And 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 don't rest, y'all, because there are more releases coming soon. That's for sure. That is almost guaranteed. And you know what they're going to say? They're going to fucking say budget cuts and guess what because of these releases nxt is going to get raped they're going to get their their roster is going to get wrecked and dwb is now requiring the superstars to get additional training to go on the road because before they go on the road like what now I get it. You go well. They they haven't wrestled in front of fans for a long time. I understand that, but still, if I could punch Vince McMahon in the face, if I could curb stomp him, I would. This guy is actively destroying his company. He needs to go by hook or crook. Vince McMahon needs to be gone from the WWE. I'm right, and you know it. Look, that's the news. We'll be right back.
So we back at it like a crack addict. Time for the week and review. And let's just get the bad out of the way. Well, we always get the bad out of the way. Monday Night Raw. Not going to review the show. Um, it fucking sucked. Raw has been the same show every week since WrestleMania. Just moving things around. Um, the only good thing was RK Bro. And that was even a rehash of what happened last week as Randy beat Xavier with the bro Derek. But the week before, Riddle beat Xavier with the RKO. And in our main event, Drew beat Kofi Kingston to earn a title shot against Bobby Lashley. Here's the question. Who the fuck cares? Drew McIntyre has been in every single WWE Championship match since... Was that backlash of last year? And I, yes, he was the champion for a very, very long time. But he is tiring. And this is kind of like when they use they had Roman beat Daniel Bryan to get his title shot because they didn't think he deserved it. So this is where we're getting. And that's raw. Yeah. <laughs> that's raw. As for NXT, um, we had our triple threat match. Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, and Kyle O'Reilly. The winner would face, um, what's that boy's name? Karrion Cross at TakeOver In Your House. It's a good, solid match. All the way up until the point where Adam Cole intervened, interfered, and wrecked everybody and left. Now, mind you, triple threat matches are no DQ. The match was just thrown out. So, that alone doesn't make any sense but Cole coming back does he's been gone for two months and he came back out he admonished NXT for being trash and he called um, Karrion Cross trash as well and not so many words he told Cross that you think you're special but you're not they got you the girl the music the entrance whatever you know they make Adam Cole special by ringing the damn bell and Cross knows he's not special he's just a guy holding Adam Cole's property Oh yeah, oh yeah. Cole, Cole threw some heat at Cross, and Cross is overrated. And Cross is overrated. So Cross told Regal he wants everybody. So take over in your house. Fatal five way. Cole, Cross, Dunn, Gargano, O'Reilly. AEW Championship, and this is a good way to get the title off of Cross. Um, I don't think they're going to pull the trigger on Cal O'Reilly. I'm actually going to say Pete Dunne walks away with the championship. That's just me. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> this show was kind of wild. It was just things just happening, right? So Jake Atlas beat LA Knight after Knight became distracted from Cameron Grimes. Okay. Um, Ember Moon calls out Raquel Gonzalez. Um, for beating up Shotzi, Regal tries to control her after trying to get control of Cole. Dakota takes out Ember. It was all part of a plan. But guess what? Now we got Ember versus the uh, versus Dakota next week, and the Ember versus Raquel at Takeover for the Women's Championship. Zia Lee brings up losing to Mercedes Martinez in the Minion Classic. Says she did not forget that she's different now. She's going to beat Mercedes. Mercedes like I feel you. I see you. You're strong. You're better. I'm gonna still beat your ass. And guess what? Now they got a match at Takeover in your house. Um, because she had an open challenge for the Cruiserweight Championship, and it was answered by newcomer Carmelo Hayes, uh, who looked good in obvious defeat. 
Um, so, and I hope Kushida keeps doing these over challenges. Indy Hartwell and uh, Candice. Defeat uh, Candice LeRae defeated the team of Zoe Stark and Zeta Ramirez. We got to start building up the tag team championship. Uh, they got to get more wins. We got to they got to start beating more teams. And in our main event, MSK retained their tag team championships against Legato Del Fantasma. Uh, if you pay attention, MSK is not over. They were getting booed. Legato was getting cheered. And NXT has fans, so let that sink in. Overall, NXT gets a B. A lot was happening. They were just throwing stuff at the wall because they're trying to get things set up for in your house. I get it. I get it. Over on SmackDown, um, the show obviously opened up with Roman Reigns changing his mind about the tag team title match. Now, why would he want to change his mind about the tag team title match? He wants Jay to be a loser. All he wants is for Jay to be the tag dog and keep him below his foot. Why would you not want your cousins to win the tag team championships? Because if they did win, it would be all up. It wouldn't be about Roman Reigns anymore. Figures, right? Um, so we had the tag team title match. Usos lost, but Jimmy had his shoulder up. So they went to Pierce and Song to get a rematch. Roman was pissed because he said, yo, Jimmy, you called your shot. You should have won. And I'm like, yo, this nigga better chill. Like, real, real talk. Yo, you better relax. So they get their rematch later in the evening. Roman, while yelling at Jimmy and Jay, mistakenly, and I use that with air quotes, calls Jay Jimmy. He Roman think he's slick. And that was to make note of him saying, well, which twin are you from last week? Uh, looks like the Street Profits and Alpha Academy will be starting a feud. Um... Excuse me. And this stems from Chad Gable offering the Street Profits their help as he's been analyzing their matches and seeing that things have gone wrong. Otis was like, yo, why you why you play my man? He was just trying to help you. And then he attacked the Street Profits. And then the Street Profits got all serious and said, yo, we want to smoke. I'm with it. I'm with it. Carmella beat Liv, and Michael Cole had the nerve to say Liv has decided to go it alone. No, nigga, her tag team partner was released. Liv's got to go it alone. Carmella uh, won in about two minutes. Liv did get some offense, but we need. <sighs> and I like Carmella. I love Carmella. God, I love Carmella. Um, we just we just need to do something with Liv soon. That's all I'm saying. Bianca calls out Bailey. Bianca says Bianca things. This is not to like trash Bianca, but you know, you know what Bianca's gonna say. Bailey laughed, and then the promo ended with uh, all the screens in the Thunderdome of Bailey laughing at Bianca. So that's kind of creepy. Baron Corbin beat Shinsuke in more 50-50 booking, but couldn't get the crown back because he had it, and then Boog stopped him, and Shinsuke got the crown back. So. If this doesn't, you can't even have a you can't even have another one on one match with these two because they've been beating each other, so the matches doesn't matter anymore. This has to lead to King of the Ring with them being on opposite ends of the bracket for them to meet in the finals to decide the true king. That's it. That's it. 
Apollo Crews retained his Intercontinental Championship. He was defending against Kevin Owens. Before the match, KO was attacked by Commander Aziz, and he was just about to get get, the, get another Nigerian nail in his throat. But he was stopped. Um, Aziz was banned from ringside, but didn't really matter. Apollo, because of the the pre-match attack, controlled this match for the most part. Um, KO showed flashes, but he he never had a shot. And in the main event, we had the, the tag team title match again. Uh, uh, Roman came out and cost Usos the match, but it looked like Jimmy was going to lose again. And then he kills Ray and Dominic. And not like this. Jimmy was like, yo, not like this. Ray, Roman's destroying Dominic. And he tells J.O., let's, let's go, dog. We, we out. And then Roman gets in Jay's way. And Jay is stuck between a rock and a hard place. Best storyline in wrestling right now. Best storyline. It's fucking nuts how good it is. Uh, SmackDown gets a... I'm going to give SmackDown a B. Because there wasn't a lot of bell-to-bell action besides the two tag matches. Um, They took up the brunt of the wrestling for this week. Over on Dizzy Izzy Dynamites, The first match of the show was... The Young Bucks versus Pac and uh, Penta. Kazarian attacks before the match, and he's now the elite hunter. He's coming for them, so I'm all for that. Uh, Bucks win with help from Brandon Cutler, and as they're about to beat up Pac and Penta after the match, Eddie Kingston comes out to make the save. Later on, Pac and Pinter like, we don't want your help. We got history. And Eddie said, listen, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Let that sink in. And he walks off. Also, Mox is out indefinitely due to the four BTE triggers. But this is, we know what's really going on. Um, looks like Renee's going to have our baby any, any day now. Paternity leave. Mox gets to stay home with his wife and be a father. And he'll be back. Mox will probably be back by full gear. And Eddie can do his thing. Um, there are a lot of entering promos and interviews by Tony Schiavone. So the first one was um, him interviewing Mark Henry. Yes, asking what he's going to bring to the company. Uh, will he be wrestling again? And then Mickey Guerrero comes out and announces that she's managing a new superstar. And their name is Andrade El Idolo. Yes, you heard that correctly. Andrade is now part of AEW. He is all elite. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I'm so happy. Oh, my God. Andrade versus Kenny Omega. Andrade versus Pac. Andrade versus Penta. Andrade versus Phoenix. Andrade versus Cody. Do I need to fucking continue the oh my mouth is watering at the matches and this man can have an AEW oh my god <sighs> Anthony Agogo and QT Marshall beat Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson due to some quick interference from Aaron Solo and this was a case of 50-50 booking that I didn't like uh, I would have rather just had Cody and Lee Johnson win but Cody had to win at this pay-per-view that's why I said Cody shouldn't have won Sunday um, Jungle Boy and Christian beat Private Party Christian, I'm sorry, Matt attacks Christian after the match and Jungle Boy is rolling. His title match was supposed to be in two weeks. has now gotten moved to the June 26th Dynamite, which is a Saturday. Um, I think Jungle Boy is going to win. 
I'm just saying. Had another in-ring promo. Um, first, we had Taz. Uh, Taz challenges Hangman and any member of the Dark Order to a match to take on Hobbs and Cage. And then uh, Tony's interviewing Scorpio Scott. So he's interviewing Sting and Darby Allen, going over their match from this past Sunday. And Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page were like, listen. I get it. This thing. How about you get another partner of your choice? Anybody busting and challenges us. That defeats the purpose, right? Um, we had the Britt Baker celebration. This was a bad segment. Um, she's not going to be a great champion. And it looks like our first challenger will be Nyla Rose because they were all in the ring. And now it was like, listen, I'm tired of this bitch. I just started throwing the Big Macs everywhere. So free Big Macs. Let me get them drawn up. It was not a good segment. Um, Red Velvet beat the Bunny. This was a continuation of their feud that they started on Dark, and it was a good little match. I I, I wholeheartedly enjoyed it. Um, looks like Red Velvet has a new finisher. I don't watch a lot of Dark and Dark Elevation, and her finisher is kind of the Black Mass. That is a spinning roundhouse kick straight to the face. I'm with it. And in the main event, Dustin Rhodes won the bull rope match against um nick camarado this is not a texas bull rope match the difference between a bull rope match and a texas bull rope match is that a te- in a texas bull rope match you have to touch the four corners consecutively this was just a regular bull rope match and dustin has the advantage this is his match um it's good to see a newcomer in the main event and i like that aw rotates the main event segment so everybody can get some time to shine i i'm i love it i love it i love it i love it um, AEW gets a, I'm gonna give it a B. It wasn't a great show, but it wasn't a bad show either. Dynamite is rarely, rarely a bad show. Um, there were a lot of things I liked there, and there were just some things I didn't like. The Britt Baker segment was really, really bad. Um, the 50-50 booking with a go-go and Cody, but overall it was good, and I liked they were pushing Jungle Boy. Also, um, the best friends told Kenny that, yeah, we coming for you because you cost my man OC the title. All right, I'm with it. I'm with it. Our matches of the week, you can check out from Double or Nothing, the NWA Women's Championship, Serena Deep versus Riho, the AEW World Tag Team Championships, Young Bucks versus Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, and the AEW World Championship, Kenny Omega versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Over on Raw, just check out uh, Drew versus Kofi and Xavier versus Randy. From NXT, you can check out the Cruiserweight Championship match between Kushida and Carmelo Hayes. And on Dynamite, you can check out the Young Bucks versus Pac and Penta, El Zero, Miedo. That's the Week in Review. We'll be right back. Well, 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 here we are. So this month it is the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Now, this is a very, very legendary match going back to the days of Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Mick Foley, Triple H, Cactus Jack, Triple H, Chris Jericho. Um, This has become a phenomenal match and just a staple in professional wrestling now usually these matches are great they are but recently it's become overdone because now you have a hell in the cell pay-per-view 
that's not good. So, our story is the worst Hell in a Cell matches in WWE history. Parentheses. According to thesportster.com. They do a lot of these lists and they are great. So, without further ado, we just going to um we just going to dive right into it, okay? So, first up on this list and of course these two have have had to have faced each other in a Hell in a Cell match. John Cena versus Randy Orton in Hell in a Cell 2014. Now, uh, here's how you can know if it was a bad match according to me if I don't remember it. And guess what? I don't remember it. Um, these two are each other's biggest rivals. Um, I would say Randy's got other big rivalries with McFoley, with Undertaker, obviously. Cena's, Edge, CM Punk. But these two kind of go hand in hand, just like how the Rock and Stone Cold go hand in hand. Um, these two have faced each other a number of times. And Hell in a Cell 2014. The winner of this match would face Brock Lesnar for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And from what I see, the match wasn't bad but it never really amped up if you understand if you if you know what i mean uh i i i first of all you know what the funny thing is they faced each other at the same event five years prior they faced each other at hell in a cell in 2009 And that was a Hell in a Cell match. These two have faced each other in two Hell in a Cell matches. Ugh. So just by checking in on his match, they're right. It, it never got out of first. It never really got out of first gear. And they're supposed to hate each other. Didn't happen. Um, it didn't feel that way. So yeah, number ten. Let's see what they got. They got DX versus versus Legacy. Was this a two on three handicap match? No, they took on Cody. DX took on Cody and DiBiase. And this was the first main event for Hell in a Cell 20, 2009. The same event where <laughs> Triple Triple. Same event where Cena and Randy fought, so yeah. Um, also, I don't remember this. So when I'm looking at this, I'm like, I, I, yo, I straight up don't remember this shit. Like, both, both Triple H and Shawn Michaels have fought in Hell in a Cell matches. Uh, I do remember Legacy, Cody, DiBiase, and uh, Randy. So why was Randy Foyt Cena in the Hell in a Cell and bad? 
Legacy had the early advantage, but DX still won because, of course, DX was going to win. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. We got Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan, Hell in a Cell 2013. I remember this one. The title, the WWE Championship was vacant. And HBK was the special guest ref. And this is when this was we, we were in the throes of Daniel Bryan B plus player. And I remember this match for the ending. Shawn Michaels as the referee obviously, obviously was going to turn on Daniel Bryan. He trained him. He obviously was going to turn on Daniel Bryan. And that's exactly what he did. Exactly, exactly what he did. Triple H loved it because this was the whole um, B plus player, the authority, and Randy was the chosen one. The match itself was solid; wasn't great. Um, these newer Hell in a Cell matches tend to not be very bloody, and they feature a lot of weapons. So Sean turning on on um, Brian, yeah. What else we got? 2016 Roman Reigns versus Rusev. There's another match that I don't remember. And this was for the. Hold on, this was for the U.S. Championship. That tells you a lot. I don't remember Roman Reigns as U.S. Champion. This was for the U. 2016 Hell in a Cell had three Hell in a Cell matches. This is the one that's main event is Charlotte and Sasha. Bailey fought Dana. How did Dana Brooke get a one-on-one match at Hell in a Cell? This show had three Hell in a Cell matches. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um... Reigns won the match with a spear because, you know, Reigns rarely ever loses or lost. Um, we, Rusev needed to win this match. And Rusev did look good in this match. That can't be denied. That's for sure. Rusev looked very, very, very good in this match. But Roman was never going to lose at all. So, yeah. Again, this sh- <laughs> 2016 had three Hell in a Cell matches. Yeah, I can't wait to get this to this last show. Uh, so I can tell you, talk, we can talk about shows being, um, event matches being watered down. But look what's next on the list. 2009 Hell in a Cell. Oh, look, it's Randy Orton versus John Cena. <sighs> the same thing that can be said about the first match I said in this list can be said about this guess what this was the WWE title match they were switching it back and forth um this was 2009 just cena and randy randy and cena and the match was okay there were weapons there were stairs but randy won with the punt kick and he defeated john cena to win the wwe championship 
He's actually, and he was actually the first man to ever win the WWE title in Hell in a Cell. Because anybody that's ever had the title usually retained in the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Wow, these two fought a lot, and I know this, and I'm just, I'm still, yeah, I'm still like dwelling on 2016 Hell in a Cell, having three fucking Hell in a Cell matches. That. That makes no sense. That makes that makes no sense at all. Huh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was looking at something else. Uh next up on his list, WrestleMania 32, Taker and Shane. Uh now when they sit, when Taker was feuding with Vince, right? It was like, yo, you're going to face somebody that you've never faced before or um, it was just out of left field. And Shane McMahon was out of left field. Now, also, this was Shane trying to get the company from Vince. If you've seen one Shane McMahon match, you've seen all Shane McMahon matches. Uh, and it made first of all it made no sense for him to be facing the Undertaker in Hell in a Cell it made no sense now don't get it twisted it was good to see Shane back in the ring but nobody looked good here of course Shane did a leap of faith, faith and he missed crashed and burned and of course Taker won with the tombstone because Taker wasn't going to lose at Wrestlemania um this match is disappointing because you knew inevitably where it was headed and you knew where the crescendo was going to be. So, it's whatever. Hell in a Cell 2018, three years ago. Braun versus Roman Reigns. Uh, this is where we got the fucking red cell. Which I'll say, any been. Any other red cells on his list so far? No. So we got the red cell here. Stupid. Stupid. Um. Roman had finally defeated Brock for the Universal Championship at SummerSlam. And. He was putting the title on against one of his rivals, Braun. This was—I uh, don't think this was, this was originally part of their a part of their. I'm not finished with you, where Braun was just trying to kill Roman Reigns, which I loved, by the way. Uh, Mick Foley was the special guest referee, so there could be a definitive winner. Let that sink in. Mick Foley was the special guest referee, so there could be a definitive winner. And guess what? There was not a definitive winner because Brock Lesnar came out and laid out both men. Hell in a Cell matches are no DQ. What? Why was there not a winner? That makes no sense. Who writes this? Not only was there no definitive winner, the match wasn't great either. 
This was supposed to be a kind of a horse fight. Nothing. Nothing. Two thousand nine. <sighs> huh, Hell in a Cell pay per view. CM Punk versus The Undertaker. Um, CM Punk was world champion. And this match is disappointing because Taker controlled all of the match. All of the match. I just... Just sitting here looking at this list is bringing back so many bad memories. Punk was dominant, and I now I'm starting to see why Punk quit the company. Taker controlled the whole match. That defeats the purpose of Hell in a, of Hell in a Cell match. Taker won with the tombstone. What more needs to be said? 2013. CM Punk taking on. CM Punk taking on Ryback and Paul Heyman in the Hell in a Cell match. What the bloody fuck? I'm hoping Paul didn't have like a hand in this. And it says here for the second year in a row. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hell in a Cell. This was this is Hell in a Cell 2013. Hell in a Cell 2013 had one. Okay, I want to go back to Hell in a Cell 2012. Please, 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 no. Back to back years Back to back years CM Punk Ryback Hell in a Cell matches Hell in a Cell 2012 CM Punk main event Defended the championship The WWE championship Against Ryback What Wow um why was it a, why was this a handicap match? Oh my god, why was this a And the match was ba- the match was horrible. Like obviously Punk won. And then the payoff was Sim climbing the cell and attacking Paul Han- like I just <laughs> Oh, these are really, these are really, really, really bad. These are really bad. I remember this one. WrestleMania 15, Taker, Big Boss, man. That was in Philadelphia. Not only was that in Philadelphia, that was, that was a very to the best of my knowledge, that was a very bad show. 
WrestleMania 15. WrestleMania 15, what? Of course, they're shame. WrestleMania 15 was Taker Rock 1. The Hell in a Cell match. Sable Tory King. This match, this, yeah, this show sucked. Had the, ah, oh, the bra for all. Oh. Sweet baby Jesus. Okay. So I remember, I remember WrestleMania 15 because. At the end of the match, Taker hung Big Bossman from the cell. Like, hung him. Like, with a noose. For a very, very, very long time, this was the worst Hell in a Cell match in, like, wrestling history. And Bossman got a lot of offense, and Taker bleeded, but... He still won in his bad match. And you hung somebody. Now I get take I get Taker's thing. I get it. I, I get it. I, I do. I, I I do. I I get it. But this wasn't the worst match in history. There was also another. Hold on. I'm almost sure there was a dog kennel match. There, there, there definitely was a dog kennel match or something like that. The kennel from hell, yeah, yeah. This was Al Snow, Big Boss. We don't break. I don't know how this one didn't make the list. The Hell in a Cell match, 1997. Because I'm just because I was thinking about Big Boss. I, I remember this shit and. This was the Kennel from Hell match. If you want to see something really bad, go watch this shit. Oh, man. <sighs> I'm, I am very apoplectic right now. But before we get to the worst Hell in a Cell match in history, let's take a look at what else do we got. So I brought up the Kennel from Hell match. That was just fucking bad. We brought up that um, disappointing KO Shane Hell in a Cell 2017. Like I said before, you've seen one Shane match. You've seen them all. Um, this match also had a false count anywhere stipulation. Like what? What? Huh? <laughs> Why does a hell in a cell match need a false count anywhere stipulation? That makes no sense. It's it's the complete opposite of Roman and Jay having an I quit match in the hell in a cell. That made sense. else we got uh, Mark Henry Randy 2011 Hell in a Cell <sighs> you, see, you, see, you, hear, you hear it in my voice man I hate doing shows like these where it's like we gotta go over a really bad subject 
I don't, I don't even remember this. Was this during the hall? Hold on. Was this during the Hall of Pain? 2011 Hell in a Cell. Was this during the Hall of Pain? This was during the Hall of Pain. Um, that's the only reason why I'll give it props, cause Mark Henry's Hall of Pain was fucking dope. Like it really, really, really was. Really. It was, it, was, it, was, it was good, my guy. It was good. Um, what else we got? We did that. Uh, did that. Who remembers the Hell in a Cell match from Raw? Taker and Stone Cold taking on Mankind and Kane. Yes, there was a Hell in a Cell match on Raw. Let that sink in. Uh... This was the Attitude Era, and it was disappointing. Four of the biggest stars during the Attitude Era in the match was disappointing. First of all, you don't put Hell in a Cell matches on TV. This was just Vince throwing something at the wall to see if it would stick. And it was an angle. It barely was a match. Barely, barely was a match. But let's get to the... Let's get to the worst Hell in a Cell match of all time. And you know exactly what match it is. You know what I'm going to say. Drum roll, please. Hell in a Cell 2019 Seth Rollins versus The Fiend. And there were so many reasons why this match was bad first things first nobody likes the red cell nobody and speaking of the fiend Bray White hasn't been on Smackdown since I'm saying hasn't been on Raw since Wrestlemania let that sink in leaving that there so first things first the red lighting no sorry the red cell no and then when the fiend will wrestle these matches there would be in, in in the early stages of the fiends, you know, career, quote unquote. Red lighting. His matches would just have a red light for ambiance. <sighs> this match sucked because the ending. But Rollins went out of his way to pretty much destroy the Fiend. Up and down, left and right, north, south, east, west, from here to Kalamazoo. And then, and then, and then get this, get this, get this. So, the Fiend never had a shot. But the match ended in a ref stoppage. Ref stoppage. Rollins took all of these, um, took all this paraphernalia, piled it up on the fiend, and then took a sledgehammer and just started wailing away. And then the last hit, bam, ref stoppage. 
from that point on, Seth Rollins was hated. Um, and the, gave us the Messiah, but... Hell in the Cell matches are no DQ. How, do, how does it end in a ref stoppage? Now, you can... There, there are logical ways to end a Hell in a Cell match in a ref stoppage. I, the person can't compete if they choose not to quit. I get it, but this... The Fiend is some mythical being. And he shirks off moves easily. Ref stoppage gets the whole fuck out of here. Oh, this was atrocious. Who's writing this stuff? Who? 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 <sighs> that's the show, y'all. <laughs> Look, that's the show. Um, we will have a better uh, topic next week. We'll be looking at the best Hell in a Cell matches. That I am excited to talk about. Right? So next week, we'll we'll talk about the best Hell in a Cell matches according to Sportster. And um, see if they forgot anything. Because I, I can think of some that come really, really come to mind as really great Hell in a Cell matches. Um, but that look, that's the show. I'll be back next week. Lord willing. You can catch me on Instagram at charismatic underscore creations 52. And as always, Anna J, baby girl, holla at you, boy. Peace.